You're connected with episode 215 of Jesus Smart, the podcast. Coming up, it's the Flaming Hot Take Roundtable with Kingdom Friends, Jason Howard and Bruce Colbert. Welcome, friend. I'm Brian Del Turco. I believe that Jesus Christ knows how this life works best and that he is passionate about developing his followers as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. If you want to go further with King Jesus and his enterprise, this is the podcast for you. I don't know. Maybe you feel this way, too. Have you ever wondered why transitions in life have to be so messy and so tough? The life pattern that I've noticed and that I've experienced is that there always seems to be a baptism of fire of sorts, if I could put it that way, right after the transition and in the very early stage of that new scenario, that new setting, that new season. It's almost like, brace yourself, Brian, here it comes. And what might the Lord be up to during these times? Well, I believe he's deepening our character. Everything is built on that. And he's developing our capacity for that new thing. Jason, Bruce, and I gathered around the virtual roundtable, and we're going to get after this and a few other hot takes. Before we throw the switch on this, we have a quick new episode feature that we just launched called Jesus Dynamics, applying the Jesus way to all of life. Have you lost your fierceness? If so, it's costing you. Our full-on engagement is required to live our best life under God. You see, the authority is from above, but a fierce mastery must flow through us. Genesis 1.28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule. John Eldridge says we need to execute a fierce mastery. He writes in his book, Waking the Dead, that Hebrew scholar Robert Alter has looked long and hard at this passage, Genesis 1.26-28, mining it for its riches. He says the idea of rule means a fierce exercise of mastery. It is active, engaged, passionate, and it is fierce. There's just no way to get around this. His dominion flows through us, and we are designed to live with his authority and strength. Invest time meditating and praying over these verses in Genesis 1. Take a look at Psalm 8-2. We are blessed, empowered by the Creator, but we have to understand that our internal state has to be fierce, a godly ferocity. And remember, internals always shape and create externals. All right, man, I am really motivated to be today with uh, two of my best friends, Jason Howard and Bruce Colbert. We get together pretty much every Friday, don't we, guys? Either by Zoom yes. yeah, or in person. And of course, Jason now is in another state. Maybe he wants to talk about that. I don't know. But he Zooms in with us uh, or FaceTimes in with us when we meet um, analog. But lately, it's been with Zoom. We have a great, I feel, guys, a great synergy, a great um, ability to dialogue. And and sometimes the Holy Spirit gets in the mix. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> if we let him. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I feel like he's in the mix um, more than others. I don't know. But um, it's like that in all of life, isn't it? Sometimes we feel more of his mm-hmm. sizzle than at other times. And I think we're always trying. we're always trying to grow in that. But I thought it'd be a tremendous idea. Flaming Hot Takes Roundup. <laughs> some things that these brothers have been thinking about and even maybe some things we've been talking about. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. I, I really enjoy our dialogue guys and I'm really pursuing some kingdom edges, I think in our, in our conversations. 
So welcome. Uh, hey, Jason, you want to give us uh, the skinny on uh, on you and what's happening maybe and uh, just a little bit about, about your background? Sure. Yeah. Background wise, spent some time in ministry, kind of transitioned into some media stuff. And for the past, kind of shocking to say, but past 10 years, I've been doing media kind of mixed it with ministry and travel in the world. And my family and I recently, um, we uh, heard from the Lord. Um, he made it abundantly clear, acted on that. And before we knew it, we're moving ourselves to South Carolina. So we're newbies down in South Carolina from Ohio. All right. Yeah. A, real, a, really, a really good transition for you guys, isn't it? And we hated to see you go from Ohio, but you know what? Uh, today, I don't think it, yeah, we still stay connected, don't we? We do. The beauty of technology. That's right. Through media and then through through face-to-face visits when we're around each other. It's tremendous. How about you, Bruce? How are you doing? How's your wife? How's your family? And give us a little background about you, too. Yeah, we are. Family's doing good. Just cruising on into the holidays right now and trying to ramp up the year. I've uh, got a varied background in pastoral ministry and different kinds of ministry. I'm currently at a nonprofit that connects people in need with uh, churches in their community, helps train churches to meet that need in a biblical way, holistic way, responsible way. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing that for about 10 years and uh, do lots of reading, writing, studying, nerding out on things on the side. And uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. You're a kingdom nerd. You are yeah, a kingdom. I'll own that for sure. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. We're all a bunch of nerds. Let's be yeah. honest. Listen, <laughs> nerds rule. Nerds are the That's future, right. right? That's right. That's right. What's that movie? What, what's that movie from the 80s or 90s? Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds, yes. Yes. Revenge of the, Revenge of the Kingdom Nerds. So like in elementary school and high school, they're they're persecuted, but then they but then there's a revenge later. Is that it? Oh, they become yeah. everybody's boss. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It should scare you both that I knew that so quickly. (laughs) Really? In what sense? Let's just touch on that. In what sense is there a need today in the kingdom for nerdery? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, we got to have guys in both, right? We got to have theological nerds, and we need theological nerds to get techie as well, because the world is very quickly changing um, from in-person meetings to metaverse meetings, right? So did you hear that Greg Crochelle had or um, is going to be doing um, his first metaverse service? Really? So they're literally going to be getting together in the tech world, hanging out for Jesus. How cool is that? Craig, Craig, man, he needs interesting. He needs to get on the edge, doesn't he? That 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 guy's uh, behind the times and everything he does. Wow, what the is the definition? Of, yeah, really, what is the definition of a nerd, Bruce? I mean, even in more of a tech sense, more than a tech sense, uh, what's what's a nerd? Yeah, I I think one of the reasons people embrace it. I mean, it's got two parts to it, right? It's got the it's got the depth to it, right? So the thinking, maybe even heart depth to. Hey, I'm not afraid to go deep on this, but also not afraid to be an outsider, right? Not afraid to be like, I'm not going to follow along with these, you know, I'm not going to go with the flow. I'm thinking about that <clears throat> the opening scene to The Chosen, you know, where you got the fish swimming in the opposite direction. Yeah. So so I, that's probably the best of, of nerdship, right, is is some depth. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to be good at this, but I'm also not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give a rip about what I don't fit into your social 
expectation or, or maybe not just social, but expectations in general. Outside the establishment, right? Amen. And it seems like when Jesus picked his disciples, I, I think there was a nerd element there. Those guys were <laughs> not exactly in the establishment, were they? Well, well, back to the chosen. I mean, if you look at Matthew, right? The way Matthew's portrayed is he's yeah. kind of a nerd, what a, right? What and a nerd, yeah. He's a like socially guy. awkward. And, uh, and I love how that show... Um, kind of picks up onto that and is like Jesus is going to use his his nerdery right like his ability to document stuff in an almost kind of obsessive compulsive way and he's I can tell you can tell they're setting it up like he's going to write a gospel based off of this you know what I mean so yeah, yeah, yeah. love love that yeah I think there's almost a sense in which we need to ask the Holy Spirit uh, is there any way you want me to be a nerd Holy Spirit that you want me to be innovative <laughs> or sort of outside the the core establishment of things not cut off from it, but more on the fringe. I mean, even Apple was a nerd, wasn't it? The, the founding of Apple and the way that they pursued innovation on the fringes. The crazy ones. You've seen that ad, right? The, the cra- Have you seen that Apple ad? The crazy ones? Yes. Talks, you know, yes. Uh, has Gandhi and Dylan and Buckminster Fuller and okay. and you know they're they're the ones that end up uh, crazy. So maybe we we need a we need a kingdom version of that, right? Yeah, yeah we do. The crazy ones. I think in First Peter 2, it says that we're a peculiar people. Maybe we can paraphrase mm-hmm. it. Maybe the message says crazy, or we are nerds. I don't know. <laughs> Jason, Jason, you're big on the Message Bible. Oh, man. I love the Message Bible. We can look it up if you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason, how are you thinking right now about about business and about you know hearing from heaven about business, strategic solutions, answers, ideas? Well, I think for me, I'm in a peculiar spot because we've moved down here. I had a lot of my business up in Ohio and we had to trust God, right? Moving down here, he made it abundantly clear that we were supposed to, to move down here. And so if he makes it abundantly clear, then he's He's a God that provides if he's calling you somewhere. And so... Um, and so I've had my mind back into kind of... Uh, do I want to rebuild my business? Do I want to partner with somebody uh, down here um, in some way? And so I, I've kind of been poking my head in and out of a bunch of business areas and hanging out with business guys and, and business guys from all backgrounds, right? Um, you, you name it, from builders and uh, you know land guys to doctors and so. You know, I've just been forcing myself into that realm, and I I've been noticing that there, God's fingerprints are are on entrepreneurs right now, considering the circumstances of many of us, depending on you know what some stances are with you know taking the you know what the jab, and um, and some people are having to change careers, and so I love that the Holy Spirit provides opportunity to His people. Uh, he doesn't leave us high and dry. So there's a no, I, I feel like there's this anointing uh, or his fingerprints, heavenly fingerprints on entrepreneurs to think creatively outside the box and do things that they maybe have never done before digitally. And so I think that's where some of this nerd conversation comes in as well, because there's a lot of people making money in a lot of creative ways that they weren't doing before because they've been you know, uh, they, they were comfortable in the regular nine to five, but the regular nine to five is no longer there. And it's requiring people to run into the kingdom and get fresh 
heavenly dad ideas. Mm, heavenly dad ideas. So what about that? Um, and YouTubers, what do you guys think about receiving fresh dad ideas from above? How do we do that? How do we position ourselves to receive that? You know, one of my favorite passages on that is Proverbs chapter two. And, you know, the father is exhorting the son saying, you know, make, make your ear attentive, be seeking out wisdom, call out for insights, seek for it like silver, like really, really digging deep in the mind. Like you got to put the work in. And then the passage almost flips, I think around in verse six, uh, where it talks about it's the Lord who stores up wisdom. And, and by the time you get to verse 10, it says wisdom will come into your heart. It's almost like this, uh, this charismatic thing where um, the, this God who is storing up wisdom and he's looking for the guy who's after wisdom, right? And so if you put the work in and you fear the Lord and then this download will come, wisdom will come into your heart. Knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. And so um, I, I love that passage can't just sit around right and eat ice cream and say god give me wisdom like you got to go after it yeah um you got to put the work in and i think that would translate very well to the business world right i mean you got to put the you can't just say well i'm gonna i'm gonna read the 30 minute work week and and develop passive income and and i'll just be rich and be on instagram that's not gonna work you still have to put the work in but there is a point i think jason is talking about where you put the work in you have this, you, you're, you're in it for the Lord. He's not just your partner. He's your boss. If you're, if you're in that right, I think the word is position, right? You're in that right position before the Lord, putting the work in, he's going to add some uh, Holy Spirit sauce on that. And he's going to say, Hey, you're about to take a step right. I want you to take a step left. And that makes all the difference. Right. And so uh, I, I totally buy it, Jason. I, I think the, the downloads from the father to his kids, uh, I think that's warranted, and especially in passages like scripture, uh, Proverbs 2. Yeah, Jason, I was talking actually with someone last night, a family member, and we were talking about what really draws God's presence on us. And I was talking about hunger. You know, Jesus said in the Beatitudes, blessed are those who hunger for they shall be filled. You know, mm -hmm. and I think humility, hunger, what were, we, what were we talking about? Hunger, humility, worship draws him. Um, you know, it's interesting, Jason, that Jesus in the Gospels would quite often turn around and say things like, what do you want? He would ask people, what was their aspiration? You know, what do you think about that, Jason? How, how important is hunger and curiosity and uh, drive? I feel like the Spirit of God is like beckoning his people, like, come, yeah, what is it that you want? You know, let's let let's go there. Let's unpack that. Mm -hmm. And and then when when he sees the fire in us, right, he'll open up doors of opportunity. Uh, he'll connect us in ways that man cannot connect us, but he will. He'll open the door, you know. So I, I do think I think God is moved by our hunger and our desire and our fire, and 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 sometimes even even when it's misled, you know, and we don't really know, like a, a wild stallion um, shows promise, right? Now he, he may buck and kick and he may try to bite you, but somebody that has um, some fire in them, a little better, a little fire than no fire. The, the stallion just has to come into a place of trust and in a sense being broken and harnessed, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. But the fire, the fire is primary, isn't it? The passion. I think I think so. I think so. I think he 
I think he honors that and he can work with that. But as you guys were saying before, like if you sit on your tush and you just get a bunch of good ideas, but you don't put any action behind it, it's hard for the spirit of God um, to help you even further. So sometimes these steps of faith can move the heart of God to give you even more or to open up other doors or to reveal even more that you couldn't, that you didn't see before, you know, but it requires sticking some feet to that faith and stepping out. God is, uh, he's designed a path for us. If we just get out there and start pushing the grass around, we'll see the trail. I really think God is a God of the heart, right? And he's, he's, he's really into wholeheartedness. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the scripture as you're talking, Jason. I think it's in Chronicles somewhere, I think, where God says he looks throughout the earth and he's looking for those whose hearts are completely his. I think it says that he may show himself strong on their behalf. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like yeah. God is weak towards you? I, I, I just want to ask, you know, myself. Well, maybe it's because of a wholeheartedness issue that he's looking, firstly, in relationship with the Father, right? Being wholehearted in our relationship with him. And then in his assignments, uh, his calling for us, being wholehearted. Um, prize goes to the seeker, right? What did Jesus say? Ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, knock right. and it will be opened. We have to knock. I think we need to think of knocking as a faith expression, knocking, 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 keep knocking. The Greek says, who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door will be opened who asks and keeps on asking, who seeks and keeps on seeking. So, Bruce, how do we possess the land? What about, uh, I know you've been talking recently about our feet and about taking possession and walking the land. And what is some of your recent uh, thinking on this? Yeah, I think you know, uh, my wife and I have been studying the book of Joshua just for some things going on in our own life and, and digging into commentaries. And it's it's interesting to me how often the 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 whole subject of feet come up and just in a quick overview to where we're at to this point, you know, early on when he's commissioning Joshua, you know, he gives that, that verse that many of us are familiar with, right. That, you know, every place that you put the sole of your foot, I've given to you. So um, to me, there's a couple of interesting things going on there. First is I think sometimes that verse is used a little bit out of context. Like we'll just, walk anywhere and God will give it to you. But what he's saying to Joshua there is, is I've given you this land and it's very, a very specific land, but now you have to go take it. So, and the way that you take it is you go put your feet on it. So this is, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can pull from this, but God promises us many things generally. And, you know, as we, as we walk with him, he gives us specific promises and there's, I think the first thing that metaphor putting your feet on it is is acting on those promises like you know not just sitting in your office but like get out and go lay hold of those promises. I'm going to go way off on a tangent here and and say the Japanese have a have a and I learned this in in my business schooling the Japanese have this concept I think it's called jemba or yeah jemba called and it, what it means is actual time actual place. And, and what they meant by that is if you're going to solve a problem on the manufacturing floor, you can't do it from the ivory tower. You have to actually go down to the floor where the parts are made and interact and view where the action is happening. And I, I think there are tons of parallels there in that, you know, you have to, to use an overused metaphor, you have to put feet to the 
things that God has promised. You have to take those steps. You have to go actually apply. It, it's it's rubber meets the road, right? Except it's your feet meet the road. You got to go do the it. Soles of your you feet. Take yeah. action. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the soles of your feet is the is the is the the working out of faith. Okay. Uh, directly. Yeah. yeah. I like what you're saying there that uh, it begins with design. God determines the boundaries and the land for yep. you to possess. And yep. it's a gift. The land is a gift, but it demands our engagement, right? Yeah. We have yep. to pose, possess it. We have to walk it out. And I'm thinking of the scripture, I looked it up in Genesis 13, where God tells Abraham, after a lot separated from him, even that says something to us. Sometimes there needs to be things that separate from us so that we can really get into higher design, right? But lift up your eyes, look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I will give it to you and to your descendants forever. And he had, he, God tells him, arise, okay, get off the office chair or the couch, right? Walk about the land through its length and breadth, the full dimensions, for I will give it to you. And I think what you see playing out too there in Joshua, and I'd love Jason to speak to this a little bit, is that turns out to be a very messy process, right? It, it's not like this, oh, just go walk the land and it's going to be easy. I mean, they had to be deliberately following God's instructions when they didn't, when there was sin in the camp, they screwed up. Okay. It wasn't like just walk in and build a house. It was like there was a challenges. They were faced with challenges every step of the way. And it, it just wasn't that clean as we uh, assume you know, the book goes on to record, you know, there were places that there were pockets of resistance that remained for a long time. And uh, Jason, I know uh, you have talked about your move and we talked, I think, even before you before you moved about taking the land. And, and it's not been like this. I mean, and Jason, I would love to sh- for you to share some of this. The word of God was so clear to you guys about moving. Right. I mean, it was like and he he removed obstacles left and right. And I don't want to tell your story. I want you to tell it. Like getting down there and going through it, um, that wasn't easy. It was messy. So maybe you could share some of that. It it was messy and it's still messy. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could say, yeah, we got everything together now. It no, it it's a week to week, it's a wrestling match being down here. The, you know, this is the Lord working and moving. This is not gonna be a stand up swing one time at the batter's box and knock it out of the park. No, we're we're gonna play a game with the pitcher. It's us versus 11 other guys, but our king has anointed us to do this. He's made it really clear, you know, um, but it's been brutal. And I, I I hope whoever's listening to this knows like whether things are going well or it's difficult. Um, it doesn't mean when it gets difficult that God didn't beckon you somewhere. Right. It means that it's a dogfight being being in this world. It just it's going to be a dogfight and and that's okay. He draws us. I think the beautiful thing is that he, he will never lead us somewhere, right? Toss somewhere so that we lose. He draws us somewhere so that we can win. Mm. Right. And I, w- I want to be careful here because I don't want to get, you know, goofy with theology, but I, I know that our heavenly dad wants us to win. He wants us to win, but Man, thanks be to I, God. I, thanks be to Christ who always leads us in his triumph, right? Yeah. Like I, he's head over heels in love with his his kids, but uh Jesus Jesus warned us, didn't he? Like he gave us a heads up like in this life, 
It's going to get a little dirty and nasty, right? That's a Jason version, but he gave us a heads up. It's going to, it's going to be hard. This is not going to be easy. And, and uh, to, to be able to, to extract entrepreneurial ideas or to make a business run or to find something new or to produce the content that the Holy Spirit has been leaning on us to produce, like there is a, a wrestling match. There's a spiritual wrestling match. You're contending with flesh and blood as well. <laughs> like, um, you know, like uh, car maintenance and flat tires and it all comes, you mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. it's all a part of the game. But I love that the father's heart is not to draw us away from his heart, but to lead us mm. into his heart. Right. So that, that, that comforts me. Like, I did not come down here with my family to die. <laughs> he did not lead us down here to have a South Carolina death. Okay. So he has led us down here because there's stuff, there's work that we are supposed Absolutely. to do. But to, to Bruce's point, it's not, it's not been a cakewalk. It still isn't a cakewalk. We are, uh, trying to figure out on a daily basis, a weekly basis, what he's calling our family to do from my little girl's theater. She's really good at theater to uh, our little guys, you know, future engineering program to my, my, my wife's women's Bible studies and what church we're going to attend. Like it's, it's all there, you know, it's not, it, it's not easy and, and we don't have the answers that we want right now, but he is faithful. He is absolutely 100% faithful, more faithful than any man on the planet. The promised land was given and yet they had to fight for it and they had ups and downs. They had disobedience, obedience, you know, it's, um, you know, the kingdom of God, I, I, I want to say it's a winning culture. It's a winning team for sure. It's an ultimate winning mm-hmm. culture. But it doesn't mean that there's not persecution, that there's not a fight. And the Lord uses it to transform us, to deepen us. So I, um, I appreciate that. So with you, uh, Jason, it was you had a really clear word, really clear, clear, clear at the beginning, leading up to it, leading up to the transition. And then a testing comes after the transition, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we had some things that prevented. We thought we would move to South Carolina after the kids maybe graduated right from high school we thought oh this will be a great seasonal change and so yeah let's take off let's go to south carolina after the fact but we had properties we had a duplex a side-by-side duplex um that really we uh when we bought it a long time ago it came with a lot of strange uh, it was back when 2008 when the 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 whole collapse happened so the way that they financed it was goofy what it looked like on paper people wouldn't buy it uh but god brought a cash cash buyer and if you could see the side-by-side duplex we took good care of it but it it, it was not one of the properties that people were seeking god for (laughs) at least it didn't seem like it from our end but he's he brought a buyer, a cash buyer who asked us what we wanted to sell it to him for. Right. <laughs> so like, okay, right. We, you throw out your fleece to God and you say, okay, well, what about, can you sell the duplex? <laughs> and then we're like, well, can you sell our house? And then our real estate friend was like, uh, not only can I sell your house, I have a buyer right now that would want to buy it for, and it was like 20, $30,000 more 
than what we were even thinking. So like all of those things came together, but then we're like, well, God, you know, I can work from anywhere, but my wife needs a job. Um, And so she put in a half-hearted and she, she will admit this. She put in a half-hearted attempt and got four job offers on a half-hearted attempt because she didn't want to move to South Carolina. She wanted to stay in Ohio. Right. So like God, all of those things were like the proof is in the pudding Um, And I could get down to even crazier little details, but these, all these little details add up. And I got to tell you, like, they're valuable to us now in the middle of the, the, the tough trials, um, those details that God showed like, Hey, I'm with you. I'm for you. um, They mean a lot right now in the middle of the battle, because we can, we can lean back on them and say, remember when God, remember when God did that, remember when God did that. Right. And no man can take credit for that. He he exclusively gets the credit for that kind of stuff, you know? Well, you know, when they make steel, Jason, they temper it, you know, it goes through a tempering process so that it has the strength. And I just kind of want to encourage you. Very, very well could be that the tempering process that you're going through now is what will really strengthen you to really fully exploit your new land, your new season in the future. Now right. and, now and moving forward. I, I, right. I, I think that's how the Lord works and how he how he gets something out of it in our terms of our own transformation, as well as our own enlarging our own capacity in a new land to actually possess fully. So, Bruce, yeah, I mean, the testing comes, doesn't it? I mean, the Lord will lead us and guide us, but there is a test. I think it says of Joseph, I mean, God gave him this dream. He gave him all this thing about his future. And then it says in Psalms that until the word of the Lord and until it came to pass, the word of the Lord that he had received, it tested him. You know, he went through a testing process. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the things that is so important to remember is the character development piece that you're talking about, right? So God is interested. Uh, he's certainly interested us, interested in us seizing his promises, but he's far more interested in our character. He's far more interested in our uh, walking close to him. And, and in fact, one of the patterns that, that has come out in Joshua are this, the, these, these twins of God's presence and his promise. Okay. So those always, always go together in the book of Joshua. He's, he's assuring Joshua, you know, I will be with you. And then he alludes to the promise. I will be with you. And then he alludes to the promise. The same in Joseph's life. You mentioned Joseph. Um, you know, it says over and over, and I'm a big fan of looking for those repetition pieces and narrative because that's how they clued into some of the deeper or important meanings. You know, it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. You know, wherever he was, the Lord was with Joseph. When he was in Potiphar's house, the Lord was with him. When he was in, um, when he was in prison, it specifically says the Lord was with him. So I'm in this place now in my life, and I and I really need to dig deeper into it. But you know, how can I be as you talk about Brian hosting the presence? How can I be? bringing the Lord alongside of me, or at least in my awareness and in my heart saying, okay, Lord, I'm about to do this task. Will you help me do it? Will you come alongside of me and, and, and give me the right thoughts, give me the right actions, help me to execute well, help me to show up well. So yeah, his, he's far, I think he really is far more interested to go back to the point 
and us cultivating his presence. And in response, he's also cultivating our character in those moments. Because character is not, I mean, we could talk about this a little bit. Character is not developed through ease. Um, and I was talking to a friend about this the other day. We we are so fooled, especially as I think men sometimes, that comfort equals happiness. That is really the furthest thing from the truth, right? We, we, we want, we are always seeking kind of this homeostasis. We want to be at 68 degrees. We want to be comfortable. We don't want friction. Uh, but that re- leads to a really, really dull, boring, and really unfulfilling and life. It, and it's not true to reality. You'll want to catch the next episode for part two of this virtual roundtable. The show notes page, jesusmart.com slash hot takes one, the number one. You can go there for links and additional resources to take it deeper. Stay connected with the podcast and with jesusmart.com. We see it as a living, breathing resource, always growing and great things are in store. We'll be creating digital pathways and resources to continue to inspire and inform on these sorts of themes. Subscribe and be notified when new episodes go live. Sign up for the free e-letter to keep you updated about new things and resourcing. We are all seeking to level up with our Christ following so that we can meet the moment. Thank you for passing this episode along to your friends and contacts. The best syndication is always your personal touch. Go back and catch episode 213, The Full Faith and Credit of King Jesus guarantees that you can live out what he has written about you. Why? Because he is the ultimate underwriter. Coming up, we have Mark Russick. He's an engineer and voice talent near New York City and a deep student of scripture. And we're going to be talking about how giants likely entered the human bloodline beginning in the book of Genesis. After that, Dr. John Basie of Impact 360 a post-truth era countering the trend line of the world out discipling the church when truth is relative. And we'll have some news about some fresh new things at Jesus Smart. The future belongs to Jesus. He's brilliant. Walk with him and you'll catch his brilliance in a unique way that is you. I look forward to connecting next time.